0: Thank you, Brother. (laughs) Thank you so much for that welcome. I feel real good about that. I was kind of surprised to see Brother Upshaw. I'm just a little shorter than Brother Upshaw. It's indeed a great privilege to be here tonight. I just heard this afternoon some more good news. My wife may come up during this meeting, and and I hope that she gets here. I say we don't. We don't. <laughs> thank you, thank you. If there's any credit to go to the Brannan family, let it go to her. She's the one deserves it. Thirty years old and gray-headed, she's seen the trouble. On my phone there, I've. At times, I've seen when we'd have, at average, as many as 64 long distance calls an hour day and night. And the people at the door and so forth, she's had an awful time. But God has blessed us, and we are happy to be serving him. It was indeed a surprise to see a congressman here tonight. I shall never forget his healing. I feel that that he was one that the angel of the Lord was referring to when he met me and said, you'll pray for great men, statesmen, kings of the earth. How could I ever believe that I would be praying for people like that? A first shock was when King George of England sent me a cablegram, come pray for him, to be healed of his multiple cirrhosis, which God did healing. then the night when I never knew Congressman Upshaw, when he was running, he ran for president, I think, in about 1919. And, 19. and I think he was something in the state of Georgia where he come from, senator or something in there. He'd been an internationally known man, served in the Congress and retired in Congress. And one night I walked into the temple. And I knew no one, just as I know here. There was the wheelchairs lined up through there, well, just as they are tonight. Someone today, a businessman of the city wanna know why, that lady last night was healed in a wheelchair. Why didn't I heal somebody else in a wheelchair? I said, I never healed her, and I don't heal no one. Jesus Christ healed her by her the merits of her faith, and I saw it done, and I told her about it. I thought I Said I could tell every one of them if he would show me but I can only do as he tells me to do and I never heard in my life of this gallant man, Mr. Upshaw I, You know in my talk that I'm uneducated I I was raised in a big family of 10 children. I got not even a grammar school education. Seventh grade was as far as I got in school. I had to go to work, take care of nine children. My father wasn't very healthy, died young, and I had to work. I never got my education. I would have knew Mr. Upshaw. One night I walked into the building. I've seen a vision, all the wheelchairs were sitting there. I looked and I saw a young man in his jeans fall, he hurt himself, he fell on a hay rack or something. That's all I could say and knew of. I've seen him in a high place, wore a strange looking collar, looked like the same man. Somebody was applauding to him. All I knew somebody said, Brother Baxter said, you know who that was you've seen? I said, No, he said, That's, Did you ever hear of Congressman Upshaw? I said, No, sir. He said, He's sitting before you. That's him. And I looked and I said, That's the guy. That's him sitting there. I went ahead and I started to look to see what would happen. I seen a doctor standing like that, thin doctor, wearing great big tortoise shell glasses. He had one of those things out in front of his head that glass like it to look into the mouth. I seen him shaking his head like that and said I looked down there laid a little colored girl laying by and He had taken her tonsils and had paralyzed her from her way from throat down. She was paralyzed. I looked at the little girl and I said, I see a doctor who's operated taking the tonsils from a child, a colored child was paralyzed. I looked around this way and I heard someone weeping. I looked laying down to the right, there's an elderly colored woman there, weeping like that. She said, good Lord, that's my baby. I looked laying there, I said, yeah, that's the baby, it's about two years since it's been, hasn't it, Mother? She said, that's right. I said, I imagine by the looks of it, about two years ago, she said, that's what it's been. I looked back around this way and called another to the line. I happened to look. I've seen a path going like this, or it turned out to be a street. I've seen that little colored girl going down the street with a doll on her arm. That was it. (laughs) But all right, Mother, it's over. Your baby's healed. There it was. And the Spirit of the Lord come into the audience, and it just sat my strength. And just as it started to go down, my brother ran to me to catch me. Now look, I've seen Congressman upshaw. he'd been in meetings ever since he was a lad when he first fell and hurt himself he wanted to be healed then by god listen mr roberts he'd been in mr freeman's meeting mr oldaby and many of them had prayed for him friends i got something to say along them lines after a bit no matter how much faith you have it'll never change the predestinated will of god got to be by vision to see what happens. And as it started out, I've seen him in a brown suit going down the street, tipping his hat to people like that. I said, Congressman Up Shaw is healed in the name of the Lord. There after laying been a cripple for 66 years, laying on the bed for many years, and rolled around the wheelchair, sent people through college for selling books on the street that's now in our government, and served his time as a gallant man. As a great man, as a statesman, a congressman of our United States of America, there that man for the first time since 66 years threw aside his crutches and was perfectly old. He minded what the Holy Spirit said, do. Mm. There sitting by his side was a woman, had arthritis just a few years, screamed and said, what about me? How could I save? What could I say to her? The father had to show me first, and Mr. Upshaw had heard enough of it before. He said before he came in the meeting that he knew that that it wasn't me. That what God said through there, he had faith to believe, or he'd seen others. And here's Mr. Upshaw and his wife sitting here tonight to listen to this testimony, which is the truth. God's way. Hey. He said, say, praise the Lord, Hush. Amen. That's, and here he is, just as, at 84 years old, just as lively as any child. Now, for any of you people, I'm in concerning healing, I have told you many times, I can do nothing until the Father shows me what is done. Someone said, Brother Branham, why don't you call the people up and just pray for every one of them. That's all right, I can do that. That's all right. That's not exactly the way that I carry the meeting. Uh, I carry the meeting according to the manifestation of the Spirit of God that's given me to minister to the people. Now, we do the best that we know how to minister to them. And now before I go any farther, I want to read some scripture in confirmation of what I've just said. Now I want to read from St. John 5 you that wish to mark it and I... I want you to listen closely now. now. My word is the words of a man. It will fail. But God's word is the Word of God, which cannot fail. How many believe the Word of God is true and fallibly the truth? Thank you. Then, that it might be misunderstood, I will read about Jesus. This was in the early part of his ministry, he was declaring himself, before the people. After this there was the feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market of pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay great multitudes of impotent folk, blind Paul withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at certain season into the pool and troubled the water, whosoever then, first after the troubling of the water, stepping in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in this case. He says unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the water, but while I am coming, Another steps down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed, and walked in the same of the Sabbath day. Now, I want you to read that whole chapter, but I want to read the 19th and 20th verse when he was questioned. Now, I'll get to the verse just in a moment. I want you to watch the scene, and now please give me your undivided attention on these lines so there will not, it'll brush away superstitions and thoughts that should not be. Jesus was the virgin born Son of God. We believe that. If we're Christians, we have to believe that he was virgin born. Now, I believe the Holy Spirit overshadowed a little girl, Mary, and created that blood cell in her womb that developed into the Son of God. And I believe that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. For he said, it's not me that doeth the works; it's my Father that dwelleth in Me." And now he came by this pool in the beginning of his ministry, which was the, the sheep market. We wouldn't have time to go in, of course you readers know what the sheep market, the pool was there at Bethesda. Had five porches where the sheep came in from different parts from the pool to the pool. And now there, some people thought these people that waited there was superstitious. There was an angel came down and troubled the water, that's chopped the water, it's very dangerous water. And the first man stepping in, with faith, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Now let's watch the picture. And around this gate now, lay great multitudes. Now what would you think consisted of a multitude? Now we're told that a multitude consists of 2,000, and multitudes was in the plural, great multitudes. Now there's probably, let's say, 10,000 people, maybe there was more, but at least from 5 to 10,000 people we'll say. Now let's look what kind of a group that was, of lame, false, blind, withered. What a a mass of disfigured humanity waiting for the troubling of this water. Historians tell us that they'd even fight to get into the water, cut each other with knives to try to get ahead of the other to step in to see if their faith was sufficient to make them whole. Now Jesus passed by this pool. Now, Jesus never dressed himself any different than any man of his age. He never wore it's different to make himself known. The kingdom of God is not the way you wear your clothes. It's what's in your heart. You don't have to turn your collar around or be called doctor or reverend. It's what you are in your heart. Jesus was a common, ordinary-looking Jew, and he passed through the people, and they—they get mixed up. They wouldn't even know where he was. He just walked right out. He wasn't dressed any different. wasn't nothing queer about him in that manner, of his garb, makeup, and he walked in, and he knew a man had been laying there now for 38 years, had an infirmity. Now look, there was lame, tall, withered, and here laid a man with an infirmity, a disease. Maybe he had TB. He might have had high blood pressure. He might have been in anemia, heart trouble. But he had an infirmity for thirty and eight years. He wasn't bound on a cot or a bed or in a chair. He said, Well, I'm coming down to the water, somebody's better off than I, beat me to it. And then the angel, as soon as the first person was healed, all the virtue of the angel went off the water to the person and left, and they didn't wait just for another day until another season, might be a month, but they waited. We can't wait from one night to another. We don't get prayed for the first night and heal there's nothing to it. That shows how times have changed and what a bunch of neurotics, and age that we're living in. The Bible said it would be this way and we're here. Now, watch this. Jesus knew this man had been laying there for a long time. He knew nothing except the Father show him and he went by and healed this man and walked away from that multitude of crippled, afflicted, and suffering humanity and walked away from them. Could you imagine that? Do you believe Jesus had compassion? Do you believe he was full of love? Sure, I believe that. But these things that go with that, that 90% of the Bible readers go over the top of it. They fail to see the kernel of it. Sure, he was full of love. And it looked like that if he was so full of love as we know he was, and seeing those people laying there withered, twisted, it up, blind, crying, no way to make a living, just begging, and it looks like that lovely son of God would have walked over and said, Now blind man, receive your sight. Cripple man, you've been laying here so long, rise up. And Mr. You with a withered arm, why don't you rise up? Instead of that, go into a man that was just sick and had lived an ordinary life with an infirmity for 38 years. That looks strange, doesn't it? You couldn't hardly understand that. Now I want you to remember that word, couldn't understand it, if the scriptures didn't declare it later. The Jews questioned him. Now listen to what he says in the 19th verse. Then Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, dearly, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, for what he seeth the Father do, for whatsoever things he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father sh- loveth the Son, and showeth him all things himself doeth, and he will show you greater things than this, that you may marvel." Now notice, why didn't Jesus heal the withered there? Why didn't he heal the afflicted? Why did he heal a man that just had maybe a stomach trouble or or something, and leave the rest of them. Because His own Word says He could do nothing unless the Father showed Him. Is that right? Well, isn't He the same yesterday, today, and forever? Someone questioned me today. Said, well, if you can see all things. I said, I cannot see all things. He said, well, you've you got one woman sitting there down in the wheelchair. You told her to rise up. And here's a whole big bunch of people sitting in front of you. Why didn't you tell them to rise up? How can I? Except God chose me. He said, well, I had an aunt sitting back there. She had heart trouble. And you healed a man sitting there I said, brother, I did not heal a woman with heart trouble. Jesus Christ healed that man by his prayer. And I only seen it done. Now he heals the cripples, but people these days, Jesus said, a weak and adulterous generation seeketh after signs, is that right? Except you see miracles, Jesus said, and signs you won't believe. Now the cripples get healed, but the thing of it is, I want to get to you crippled. Ninety percent of the people that's crippled. When the doctor says, All right, you're sitting there for life, they can't help it. Way down in them and something frightens them and tells them that that's going to be the truth. And you're afraid to let yourself out. Well, you're not hopeless no more than a man with heart trouble. I stand and look at the cripples and see what's wrong with them in different things. It's true. I can see that, or anything of that type. I never speak and say, uh, this man, this boy here, uh, fall and dive and hurting himself and so forth like that and bursting up his spine and everything. He knows that. And the, cri- the people here see them and know they're crippled and arthritis and heart, uh, things like that. They see that. But what the power of God is, is when a man's standing here looking healthy and you tell him what's wrong with him. When to the natural eye he looks all right, the natural eye can see the man's crippled. See maybe his legs bent up or his, or see the man sitting there blind with a cane or he's walking to and somebody leading him or you know he's blind. But the thing that people look healthy, oh Christians, pinch the inside man now and wake up to the reality that Jesus Christ is here to manifest himself to you. And his present attitude now is just the same to you as it, as it was to them back there. But he can only do as your faith will vindicate or your faith will go to the Father and accept what he has already done for you. Now to you crippled people, there isn't any of you here as bad off as Congressman Upshaw. He was 66 years crippled wheeled in a wheelchair, laid on bed, helped out and went with crutches. I've never seen him or heard him in my life, and God knows that's true. And here the man is tonight, standing before you perfectly whole. See? The congressman for the spiritual life instructed him and say, you believe. And he, being the spiritual man himself, believed. And when he saw the operation of the Spirit within himself, he says, If God will only answer my prayer and let the brothers see me, then I believe. No matter how many men had tried to uh, cast out and push up and take the crutches away, that's only, oh, I could walk down there and try to pick somebody up out of a wheelchair. and they stand up, hold up, hold up, do this, that's just an act of faith. That's all right. If that'll help you, go ahead, let somebody do it. But for my part, when I tell you to rise from the wheelchair, you do what I tell you. You're going to well, because that's, that's how he's put. For I'm not going to tell you to the Heavenly Father shows me that you're healed. And you do what you're told. When you hit the platform and it tells you what you do, you go do it. And you'll get well, because it's not me. And it never has one time in the literally hundreds of thousands failed one time. They can't say, oh, you. But it's not me, it's he that does it. See? Not me, it's he. I only speak of, I don't speak myself, he speaks through me. And that does the work. Now, God shows visions. I want some of them, if they will, to call my time. I, maybe I can see the clock, I'm not sure five after. Thank you. Uh, if I can, well, I don't want to go too long. I want to get a, a, a little story to you. Each night a little testimony. And it's a little cooler tonight, which we're thankful for. And, dear Christian friends, I may be having my last American meeting, for all I know. I'm going overseas now. And I feel the call to finish up my journey overseas in Africa and the different parts of the world. I don't know when I can be back again, it'll be only through the will of God and whatever He shows me to do. Now I love you, and I know someday I must stand at the judgment seat of Christ to give an account for the things that we've done in this life. Now to, for something that maybe some people here have been in the meetings and know this, and from henceforth out I will try just to give a testimony when I come to the platform and then leave. And in giving out the prayer card of the day, your prayer cards don't have nothing to do with this, only just a number to keep you lined up. They tried to, I asked my boy, at first we would send the prayer cards to the minister. first I wouldn't have any, at all, I'd say, all oh, he wants to be prayed for, come up. Oh. They would be, have a fight. Who was going to be in the front lines Cause to only get to so many? And who was going to get in? We had to do something. We give prayer cards. Then we thought, well, first come, first serve. And the first day there, we'd just hand out all the prayer cards we could. If anybody else come in a little late, they were out. And just those who got a first hundred or two was the only ones that got prayed for. If a man come in with an emergency case, he, he couldn't come in before someone else because it beat them out. Then we got so, we give them to the ministers. Well then, and say each minister, send him 200, and next minister 200, and all the cooperating ministers, and that even calls them to lose members of their church. If someone gave a member a prayer card and didn't give it to this other person, and then the first minister got his group in, time his group got ministered to, the rest of it was finished, the service is finished, that caused trouble. And the only way successfully we've ever found of doing it is to take a group of cards each day and go down there, no matter if you've been there a dozen times or if you've been there, and then we would take them and give them out, 50 cards. Start from number one, and if you couldn't get up for past 10 or 15, they'd say, I don't want it. I won't be called anyhow, see, because that's not all I could get to in one night. Maybe sometimes over one or two, and people misunderstand it letters flow in we don't get prayed for our master went into a city and healed one man and walked away from the city isn't that right and if he's the same yesterday today and forever see what i mean now then we figured this and the lord one night revealed it to me that go down and give out a group of cars and then when you do let no one know from where and walk up to the platform and whatever he puts on my mind that's where i start from And that gives everybody a fair chance every day to come in. And the prayer card, there's more healed out in the audience than there is on the platform. You know that's true. So the prayer card don't have nothing to do with it. I ask each night, how many haven't got prayer cards? And I try to watch over those people to see what the Lord will will show me concerning them. And they be healed. Now, it's the prayer your prayer. Your prayer. Now remember, if you're going to be healed, don't think that somebody that's got a gift of divine healing healed you. If you're going to be healed by divine healing, you are the one that's got the gift of healing. It's your faith in Christ, not this person or no other man. It's your own individual faith in Christ. How many understand that? That's the truth. I couldn't do nothing. I could pray for you, or your neighbors can pray for you. But it's your faith that does the healing. You accept yourself individually. What Christ has done for you, you lay hold on it, and it's true. Now the only thing that this does sometimes cracks a man's life. I don't know. They told me, oh, it seems like a dream as the meeting's over when the anointing comes about a man who came here last night on the platform. And the Spirit of God went out to him and told him that he was some sort of a critic and had been criticizing me. And the manager then told me then my boy said that the man humbly reached out his hand and apologized and said it was the truth. Is that true? Then he made it right with God and went to his place. That a deaf woman got healed and so forth. And the woman in a wheelchair and different things they tell me. When they go talking about it, I I begin to, it seems like it's way back, I can think of it. Last night going out, I could hear someone calling me, I couldn't tell where it was. And I have nothing to do with it myself. Now, here's how it happens now for the next few minutes. While I was in Houston when this picture was being taken, Dr. F. S. Bosworth, one of the finest old men there is in the world, I'm anxious for Congressman Upshaw to meet him. He's going with me to Africa, at Chabazra. We want to see him finish his ministry, and finish his course with great joy. And he's going to Africa with us. I love him with godly Christian love. And he came into my room and said, Brother Branham, looky here. Just about a night before this picture was taken. And there he gave me the picture of Miss Florence Nightingale, a great-great-granddaughter of the late Florence Nightingale from England, and went down into Africa, and she was dying with a malignant growth over the siphons of the stomach, and they held up her picture, and I thought Georgie Carter, my piano player at the Milltown Baptist Church in Indiana, was the thinnest person I ever seen. She weighed thirty-some-odd pounds with TB and been nine years and eight months on her back. And an hour from the time that the Holy Ghost showed me where she was at and to pray for her, she was playing the piano again. And she's my piano player there tonight. Six, seven years ago, she is as healthy as anybody. But this woman was almost six foot tall, George. She was a little woman. This woman was about six foot tall and weighed around 35 or 40 pounds. And they had her standing up holding her, and her body was just a small clout around her. Even as hard-hearted as I am, it broke me down to tears. And she's begging me, Brother Brown, the last call, please fly to Africa right away. Said, I believe if I could just see you, God will heal me. Now she did not belong to a fundamental church then, but she had faith. All the faith don't lie in the fundamental church, or don't lie in the Pentecostal church, or the Holiness church, it lays in an individual. I've seen a Roman Catholic come to the platform and be healed miraculously with things, and different people. I've seen in Winnipeg, Canada, a Buddha worshiper, a little blind boy. Converted at the platform. I said, You being blind, do you believe? He said, If Jesus Christ has healed me tonight, I worship no other God but Jesus Christ. And his eyes come open. There you are. Buddha. I expect to see Indians and Hindus in Africa and Hottentots brought to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. listen I prayed and I said God I can't go down there now unless you leave me so I asked the Lord if you will heal that woman there'll be a green light brother Bosworth kneeling with me to go to Africa brother Baxter doesn't know about this even and we joined hands there brother Bosworth and I and my wife and little girl and we knelt down and prayed that God would heal the woman I committed to the Lord and let it go I never knew nothing about that, Let it go. And when Brother Baxter and I and all of us arrived in London, Brother Baxter and I were going in, which he's listening, sitting here listening at me now, when we were going in, I said, well, it'll be peaceful here for a while. So I started up and they paged me. And when I got there, I was wondering if it was the King's call to come to the Buckingham Palace or what it was immediately. But what it was the page was to go over there was a lady who had just flowed in, in front of me from africa and they couldn't hardly get her out of the plane miss florence nightingale how she knew i was to be there i don't know yet i told this minister i said take her somewhere and i'll see you in a day or so we wanted to go down to the palace so He said, if she lives that long, said, Brother Branham, she's dying. So they got her down to the place, and that day when Brother Baxter and I and Brother Lindsay and Brother Moore, managers, we went down to the place, the minister came and got us, and we went up to the place to pray for the woman. When I walked in that room, friends, I, I can't tell you how I felt. There laid a skeleton of breathing. Now, I'm in a mixed audience. Now, you listen to your doctor, now I'm your brother. Now please understand me in the right manner. When they brought down the cover, Brother Baxter turned his head. And she wanted, she couldn't talk to me, and I had to get down and let the nurse say what she's saying. And word enough moisture was coming to make tears rolling down her cheeks, I don't know. She wanted to die. She wanted me to ask God to let her die. Well, I took her over her hand in a cold, just like bones, her head here, the skull, how it goes together, you can see the places, her eyes way back, and on her breast, as a woman, it wasn't, sent down into her ribs, and when they pulled the cover down to here, her bones, her legs up here at the place, at her sockets, were just about that big around. They couldn't even find any veins to inject glucose or nothing. She had to eat for months, could swallow nothing. They had to put the water in her and so forth. And now they couldn't find the veins to feed her. And there the ring of her hip bone had grown together and the skin from both sides of the ring was sticking together like that. You've never seen such a sight in your life. I knelt down and I said, Heavenly Father, Have mercy. I told her, I said, I'm under no anointing. I've just come down here. But I'll pray, but not for you to die. And I started praying, and she said, could get her out. She'll get down close to the nurse. She said, Brother Branham, I've always believed if I could get near you, God would answer prayer. If I was a hypocrite, God would reward such faith as that. That's true. And when I went to pray for her, just as I started praying, Brother Baxter, here's one witness. As I started to pray, a little turtle dove flew at the window. Begin to go, coo, 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 coo. And all I started out, I said, our Father, who art in heaven, the little turtle dove, started going, coo, coo. I said, hallowed be thy name. And he said, coo, coo. Walking back and forth. And when I finished my prayer and said Amen and asked for her healing, the little turtledove flew away. The ministers remarked, and when I started to tell the woman to console her, the Holy Spirit spoke and said she was going to be well. And today she weighs 135 pounds in perfect health. It's a green light in Africa, burning. We went from there to thinking. And I'll have to hurry, just get part of this. Before leaving, I was the... One night, the Holy Spirit appeared to me in Miami, Florida. i seen a little boy killed by an accident and laying in a rocky-looking land. And all at the condition of that child... Yeah, I described him, and many of you people here might know it, and I, I speak of it. And I asked that... Went over to the tent and I said, he's going to be a little boy, somewhere he's going to be raised. It's a rocky looking ground. He's got brown hair, kind of bobbed off. He's got little bitty short pantywaist trousers on. His feet's going to be run through his socks and he's he's all mashed up from an accident. He's going to be dead and the Lord is going to bring him back. I said, thus saith the Lord. Now, I said, all of you, write it in your Bibles, and it'll appear in the Voice of Healing one of these days, when I don't know, because the vision lasted some two hours, it'll be some time. Now, I guess this, this is one of the dozens and hundreds of things that he has shown. I take any person to record if every one of them hasn't come to pass. Then, when. About two or three nights at that, they took me back behind the tent, said a little boy is laying back here, come see him. The little boy was drowned, about five years old, real cold black hair. Well I said, No, that's not him. I offered prayer for consolation. Went on. I come up to the western country, down through Canada, and I told it everywhere in my meetings, I said, Write it in your Bible. There's one vision that yet hasn't come to pass. It's a little boy that's going to be on his road to undertaker establishment or something, and God is going to heal him. I'll be there. It's been in a rocky country, lots of trees, and the little boy's about eight or ten years old, a little flat face and brown eyes. I said he's uh, got bobbed looking hair like a girl's hair, like he's very poorly dressed. How many remembers me saying that? Is there anybody here that remembers, here's one man putting his hands up here? Yes, another one over there. That was way before see it, it come to pass. Back in there, you yeah, I see your hands. All right. That was nearly a year and a half or two years before it happened. One day when we went to Helsinki, then we went up to Kopio. It was fast time. I was fasting praying. They sang the Russians and all. Some of them were there in the Finns. They sang a beautiful song on Golgotha, and all their songs are in minor. Very sad. There's an Englishman down at the bottom, below the tower, drunk. We led him to Christ when we come down. I said to the brethren, I said, there's something strange going to happen. I feel that the angel of the Lord is near, and it ain't even time for the meeting. We're having marvelous meetings. Thousands, they stood for a half a mile, about five or six city blocks, just as far as they could stand at three o'clock in the evening, trying to get into Messahawley, which was then cities of 25,000 or better, so then waiting, and when you pass by, you could pass by them and the tears would just be dropping off their cheeks, just in respect would stand like that. Lovely. Oh, my. We got it easy over here. We got we're well fed and clothed and had need for nothing as we think. Brother, they could teach us Christianity. They have to pray and hold to God for everything they get. We'll get an economy someday if we don't straighten up our living in this country. I'm American, born here generation after generation. I flew over the grave of many dead Branham land and Germany and France and through theirs died in the wars. And to be my call tonight, I die freely for my country, but she needs some straightening up exactly right. We're talking about revival, we ain't had no revival yet. We've had a lot of protracted meetings, but a revival is when they tear down the, the sheds and go to praying and get right with God, an old-fashioned, backwoods, sky-blue, sin-killing religion preach that makes people get right with God. That's what we need is a revival, not a church joining. Amen. I don't know why I said that, but I've already said it. Notice. All right. And those people were lovely. And when we came down, I kept telling brother, something's going to happen. We come down the hill, and down below, a car was going swiftly. Not many cars in Finland. Second-handed Ford sell for about $4,000, gasoline about a dollar and a half a gallon very few cars there you see one of sparingly and a car american made 35 model ford green had run down through some school children two little boys started this way they tried to run back one went one way and one other and the bumper struck one by the chin he started this way when the driver whirled his car to the right struck him by the chin and threw him down that way rolled him over and over, hit the curb and up against the tree and concussed his brain. And the other little fellow knocked him right in front of him, hit him with the bumper, rolled over him, run over him, and the car was driving about 60 miles per hour, rolled him up under the back and kicked him come up in the air when he went out like that and he fell like a sack on the ground. Think about a dog being hit like that or something. Quite a while, a few minutes, 15 minutes before we got to the scene, the little boy was laid out, dead. Brother and him went over there and looked at him. I couldn't look at the child. It just, brother Lindsay came back. Many of you know Brother Gordon Lindsay. Brother Baxter, I don't think, no, he wasn't at the scene. Brother Baxter, whenever one went up with this, he was taking a walk, he and my brother. And when I got there, our, our Brother Lindsay come back crying. Brother Moore come back crying. Sister Isaacson, the interpreter. Well, I didn't know what to think. And finally, I took a look at the boy. And I started weeping, I've got a son here, and I thought, way away in America, my boy. Now if I hadn't been all excited, I'd have recognized it quickly. But I turned away, It covered his little face, and I looked like something just laid their hand on my shoulder or something. I turned around, there was nobody there, I thought, wait, what's a strange feeling? I waited just a few moments, I said, let me see that boy again. And they raised the, the thing back from over him. And there he was laying there. And I said, ask the ministers if that boy's ever been in the church. No. Do they know him? No. I said, I've seen that boy somewhere. I looked at him again. I've seen his little foot run through that sock. I looked around. I've seen that rugged country. I said, here it is. I said, brother, boy, look in your Bible. So what do you mean? Look on the flyleaf, you and Brother Lindsay. Thus saith the Lord. There's the boy that I've seen in America. That boy will be alive in a few minutes. You'll never know how you feel when you know where you're standing. That's right. I said, is that the boy? Brother Moore looked over the flyleaf leaf, his Bible where many eyes, hundreds and hundreds of people, to write it in there. He said, Brother Branham, that's the description exactly. I said, that's the boy. All right. together, gathered, knelt down, and I said, Oh, eternal God, way in my homelands in America, one night you visit me and show me this rocky country and this little boy. And here he lays here dead, waiting for his father and mother to come to hear this sad news. I said, You separated me from my mother's womb and sent me to see these visions. Now, Almighty God speaks and death, you who holds him. I call for his life in the name of Jesus Christ who showed the vision. And the little boy screamed, jumped on his feet as normal and well as anybody there is sitting in the building here now. That swept thinning like a streak of fire. That night when they tried to bring me to the meeting, while the They were packed so far down the street to officers, police patrol, army officers, had to come and get me from blocks down the street coming in. I'll never forget. I'll have to hurry just one more thing and I'll finish up about the other boy tomorrow night. I was going through the room, two finished soldiers behind me and two in front of me pushing me along. I went into the room and the, the auditorium was packed old mines up and down the streets, and they had tents around everywhere. I've got from the chief men of the city, which we call mayor, wrote up in their book, signed by his own name, witness of the power of Almighty God to raise the dead. Now that's three times that I've seen that done. Maybe I can get to it later from Mrs. Hattie Waldorf here in Phoenix and Ralph Perry at home. that I mean has been pronounced dead, laying out. This boy, when I started in, I was going through the little room and I heard a door shut and there was the ladies' dormitory restroom there, such as it was. And when he stepped out, the most pitiful sight I ever seen in my life. It was the little girl. How many takes take that paper, The Voice of Healing? You've probably seen her picture and know what I'm talking about. She had on a a big steel thing around her like this, and one leg was a little shorter than the other, and she had no control of this limb, and she had a big shoe built on the bottom of this brace, and the brace was solid, not so it would bend the knee. It was solid. It come up around her and laced around, and it was a, a hook and a tore of a shoe, a strap come up and went over her shoulders and hooked the back of the brace, and then she had two crutches here that she walked on, and she'd set the crutches out, and she'd swing her little shoulder, and that would set that limb out, and it not being quite grown and no use of it, the weight of it threw up on this here, you see, support, and she would hold and walk, and that helped her, well, she'd set that shoe down. She could make a step. <coughs> And the poor little thing standing there, and the ladies, if you know how they had to dress, the little thing was standing there in little rags hanging from her little underskirt and her little clothes all tore up, and I learned later she's a little war orphan when her father and mother was killed in the war of Russia. And she come out there and she a little ragged looking hair, and when she see me standing there, she looked straight up like that and bow her little head. Oh my, something just mashed down on my heart. I looked at the little thing. I, I just had to offer feeling, and that soldier said, mm, mm, push me on. <laughs> no. And I know she wanted, to, she wanted to talk to me, only been told not to uh, bother her on the street or anything. I love those little kiddies. I used to get them all in church, and. When he was in the auditorium in the afternoon service, they'd give me some of that little finished money, and I'd go out there and give it to them so they could buy their candies And they'd pull their little skirt out and they'd say, Keep it Keep it means thank you. And they'd tell her, Keep us not to have a line of kids from here back of the building environment along. I love the little fellow. And she looked at me like that, and her little lips started quivering, and she stood still. And I motioned to her, Come here. I know she wanted to come. And she came over to where I was, and she got over with her little crutch and her thing. She walked over. I want to see what she's going to do. And she took hold my coat and kissed me on the coat. Dropped it down. Looked up to me like that and held her little crutches. Pulled back her little skirt and said, Keith, And the tears running down her little cheeks like that, dropping off. Oh, it looked to me like my heart was burst. I looked down at her. I seen her healed. I know God would reward faith for that. I said, Honey, you're healed. And she couldn't understand me. And they pushed me on in. We had a great meeting that night and the people, when they'd see something being revealed out there, they'd just throw their crutches away and start walking along. And that night they just grabbed big armfuls, you see it in the paper, the armfuls of crutches and like that, and sticks that the people were healed off of, and they would just pull them upside. I mean, Dr. Munion and them, when they're taking the picture. I said to my brother, he said, we got to take it. He pulled me away, and I said, just a few more. And God's wise province, the very next card that was called, I heard something rattle, and it was her. She was the next coming up on the platform. And here she come across, and I said, Sister Isaacson, the interpreter, just quote my voice. She said it very well. I said, sweetheart, you're the little girl that met me out there in the hall. And she, she nodded her little head when the interpreter said so. I said, Jesus Christ healed you, honey. You go over there and sit down, and be taken off your brace, and just when you your brace comes off, let your little hand slip right down like that. You're healed. I said, I saw you in a vision. You're healed. She walked over there. The ushers begin to take the braces off of her, and just as it, I began to pray for another woman that was standing there to come up, just then I heard her scream, now look, and I looked in here, she come across the platform, raises crutches overhead, running just as hard as she could run, like Congressman Upshaw, perfectly whole, made well. What is it? Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. His power is unlimited. It's limited to your faith. You believe it? That's confirmed amongst us thousands, times thousands of people. And by the way, I believe right in my book there, I believe we have her address, The little boy that raised, was raised to the dead. I'll get to the other one tomorrow night. Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He's here tonight, Jesus, the Son of God. To bless everyone in divine presence, I cannot heal you. God may be able to show me what he has done for you. If you will confess your faith in him and believe that he sent me to do this, you shall see the glory of the Lord. Let us bow our heads. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we just love to testify of you, that's just still burning in my heart, that poor little Finnish orphan, little thing with no mother and no daddy. Both of them killed, poor little thing packed about from place to place. And I'm thinking tonight of the scenes that are... See here at home when they go back out to the garbage can and rake out those big slices of bread and pieces of meat. And then poor little pins walk in the street, some of them with little dirty hands, in the tears out of their little eyes, would be happy to have one of those pieces of bread. Oh God, we're unworthy. Some glorious day, oh We'll cross the border, then we'll sit down at your table, look across at one another and tears rolling down our cheeks from the great pipe, the see many of the old veterans that fought along in the battle. We'll, we'll shake hands with each other and cry a little, and the King will come out and wipe all the tears out of our eyes. They don't cry no more now the battle go over your home. Enter into the joys of the Lord. That's the day I'm working for, Lord. That's the day we struggle for. No matter where people believe our report or not, Lord, we we teach it and are confirming it. And we know that you're here to make known your blessings. God bless these people tonight, Lord Jesus. Many old dad and mother sitting just about gone. Doctors have turned them down. Many are sitting here in these wheelchairs and they will never walk no more. Unless something can happen many old brothers sitting here maybe with heart trouble or sister that'll be gone in a few weeks if something don't happen to cancer eat them up oh have mercy jesus be with us tonight again in a special way i testify to your angel to show vision oh father not this audience to hear my voice for i'm not speaking to them i'm speaking to thee I pray, God, that you'll show visions tonight. May it appear visible, if it be possible. All over this building here. May the angel of God show his great wings across here. And the distilled dewdrops of mercy drop from them, Lord, upon every hungry heart in here. And may they have haste to be healed tonight. Accept their healings from the Lord. If there be any neat disqualification that Thou hast required, Lord, show it to Your servant. And may he engulf thy servant now, enshroud, Lord, and hide away. Knowing sitting here his brother Upshaw, that for sixty-six years he waited. But in the dim light of his days you blessed him. Give him the desire of his heart. You withhold no good things from them that walk upright. There are those sitting here who are dying of cancer is now well. One woman who was crippled in a wheelchair last night, she's here walking now. Well, oh Christ. May men and women realize, shut away their superstitions and look to Calvary now. From whence cometh our help? And may they see him who we're trying to represent. The Lamb of God is wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we were healed. May they see him in his power and in his glory. May they see him in the power of his resurrection tonight. And his disciples of old, when they were turning from Emmaus, when this audience leaves here tonight, may they be like the ones that returned from Emmaus, that seemed the power of the resurrected Christ that did not our hearts burn within us? Or he was there. Lost in healing man. Grant it, Lord, and I submit myself to you. Glorious outpouring of our blessings. Or I ask it in the name of thy Son Jesus. Amen. Remember, as I make this statement, I am not responsible for critics who are at the meeting. Can I say that again, please? I will not be responsible for critics at the meeting. If any persons are here who are just critics or just come for curiosity, I I wouldn't stay while this part of the service is going on. Come back tomorrow and listen to the preaching, but don't stay for this, for be it assured to you that when demonology, spirit, and power is let loose, it finds a place to go if it can. And in unbelief, it'll certainly take a stand. But if you're a believer, truly, and just with a weak faith and something happens, we can take care for that. But when you're an unbeliever, or well, I I had nothing to do with it because I couldn't make it leave you. And now to him that's able to keep you from falling. And can do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could think. Of, may his grace and being anoint our meeting now. And may your faith settle down imagine seeing a a lonely pilgrim, rejected a man, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief, accused of being a devil, a mind reader, a spiritualist, coming walking along, misunderstood but he was God's own friend, and he's here tonight, he's here right now with me, He's here with you, and he knows all things. I know nothing, but he can make known all things, can he? Some poor crippled man. Coming. All right you're just, just reverent as you can be. <clears throat> I wonder if the Christians realize the position I'm standing in. Do you realize that in an audience of this type, there's superstitions, critics, and everything sitting there. And I made a statement concerning Jesus Christ. You say, Brother Branham, are you afraid? No, sir. Not a bit. I know who's here, and I have believed him, and I'm persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against this hour. The man's a stranger to me, humanly speaking, I know him not. We're strangers, are we, sir? Yeah. Yes, sir, we're strangers. Now, sir, I just want your attention to talk to you, just a moment. Now, these... If we're strangers, and I know nothing of you, it'll it'll have to come from some spiritual resource, won't it, sir? It'll have to come from some spiritual resource. You're aware that something's going on, and of course that's just the angel of the Lord. You are a believer. Yes, sir. You, I believe you believe. You're more than that. Aren't you a minister? You've preached some mighty fiery sermons in some means. Isn't that right? You've been in a hospital or doctor's office or something for an examination. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Yes, sir. I see. I'm examining Yes, your trouble's on your liver. It's on your gall, I believe. Isn't that right? I believe you have a cancer, I believe it is. Jesus Christ is here to make you well. Do you believe that? Yes. All right. Oh, I see. I see the hanging like that. It's a bladder instead of it. Is that right? A bladder. Come here just a moment. Almighty God brought in Jesus Christ from the dead. Thinking this man being a cripple to see him moving up there. But he's your servant, and this hand that I'm holding has waved sinners towards glory and many times. Have mercy, eternal God, and while he is in your presence, standing here, recognizing this, the last opportunity of his life you receive, may now the blessings of God come upon this thy servant, and as I lay my hand upon him, I ask the cancer to leave him, in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, brother. Go rejoice in Walk out right on Let us say praise the Lord. Everyone just as reverent as you can be. praise the Lord with him. He's healed, just that he just got... Cancer. He wants to praise the Lord from the steps that he's healed. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank thee, Lord, for thy power and thy servant that loves you. And may this be great. May our brother preach many mighty sermons, Yes. Gent- and convert many sinners to the cross of Christ. Grant it, Lord, as we offer Thee praise in the name of Thy Son, Jesus. We give Thee the adoration of our hearts. Amen. Oh, how wonderful, wonderful Jesus is to me. The counselor, the Prince of Peace, the mighty God is He, saving me, keeping me. From all sin and shame, wonderful is my Redeemer. Praise his name. Do you love him? May his peace rest upon you. Be gracious, unto you? All right, lady, or I should have said my sister, you are a Christian. desire that you have in your heart to receive the Holy Ghost. You you want to receive it, don't you? you have in trouble this caused. You've been nervous for a long time, haven't you? You're sincere, old. Yeah, you have a heart trouble also. You still have the nervousness is what caused that. Smothering you. Laying down, it's worse than ever. Isn't that right? I see you at the bed, trying to hold yourself. I say, when I touch myself, oh, sister dear, you have more than that. You have cancer. That's on the breast, too, isn't it? Uh-huh. Come here, sister. Do you believe that Jesus healed you 1,900 years ago? Sure, You accept it now? Sure, Merciful God. Bless this woman. May she receive the Holy Ghost and be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Go receive it, sister, and be well. Let's say praise the Lord. How wonderful. Amen. Now, I'm not an excitable person, but amen means so be it. The Bible said the congregation said, Amen. So be it. Jesus Christ the saint yesterday, today, and forever. Have faith now. Don't doubt. Believe. All things are possible to them that believe. Amen. How many hasn't got prayer cards? Let's see your hands around. Oh, great group of you. All right. You believe? Yeah. Okay. All right, sister. So your great faith healed you while you were sitting there walking off the platform. You Let us say praise be to God. That's the way we see it. Nervous mental arrogance. How wonderful. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't you believe that? Amen. What are you thinking, sister? Wonderful, isn't it? You're kind of interested in that child, too, aren't you? Huh? Don't you have two of them? Isn't that right? Isn't there two of them there? All right. right. You believe? All right, God bless you. Receive your healing. Amen. Dad, what do you think about the minister there that would just heal? Isn't he wonderful? You're feeling better now, aren't you? Your friend there wants to be healed too, doesn't he? Sitting next to you. Look around this way, sir, just a little bit. Do so you believe with all your heart? You'd like for that growth to go out of your nose, wouldn't you? Amen. Stand up and receive your healing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. What do you think about it, lady sitting on this side of him? Do you believe with all your heart, too? Uh-huh. You've got real trouble, haven't you? Stand up and receive your healing and in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. That makes the whole group of them heal. Let's say praise the Lord. Everyone believe. Have faith in God. Come, sister. My anemia, diabetes, heart trouble. Go and be well, sister, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's say praise the Lord. That's right. Have faith in God. Mister, your heart trouble was just healed sitting there. That's right. It's the third man sitting in there. Stand up. You had heart trouble, didn't you? They just left you, just saying, sir. You go home, be well now, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Don't doubt, have faith. All right, come on, sir. Wouldn't you like to get over that asthma? Wouldn't you like to get over that? Go and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's say praise the Lord. Have faith. Come, lady. You believe? You believe God sent His gift to heal you? You do? All right. You need a blood transfusion from Calvary, your anema. Go forward and be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Here it is. Have faith. Come, lady. Look this away. Do you believe me as God's prophet? You do. Your heart troubles leave you. Then go home and be well in the name of Jesus. Praise be to God. Young man, back there, do you want to be healed of that TV? You do stand up on your feet and accept your healing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let us say praise be to God. All right. Ladies there, bow your heads. Almighty God, author of life, giver of ever good gifts, send thy blessings upon the woman, thou who died to redeem, thou who was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity, the chastisement of your peace, our peace upon you, and with your stripes we were healed. You who called to the death spirit and it obeyed you, O eternal God, hear this prayer of your humble servant. And I represent you here tonight in the power of divine healing. Hear the prayer of your servant and may this demon that's holding the woman shake her. Come out of her. Thou demon, leave the woman. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. Hear me? All right. You had complications and everything wrong with you. You hear me all right now? You hear me now? You hear me now? You're healed. Go off the platform and be well. You're healed. Let us say praise the Lord. All right, come, lady. You believe me as God's prophet? You do. You've had kidney trouble a long time. Haven't you go off the platform and be well if Jesus Christ makes you well. Let's say praise the Lord. Amen. He's sure to heal. Do you believe him? Have faith. You believe Him? With all your heart? If you can go home, you won't have to fool you. your cotton stretcher no more. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There she is. Take the cotton out of the way. There she is. All right. You believe Jesus Christ? Take your stretcher away because if somebody else sitting up fixing to get healed. Do you ever? Look this away. Believe with all your heart. All right, sir, you believe? Your heart troubles done not you. You can go on off the platform, be well right ask and so forth. Just walk on off the platform, well. You believe with all your heart? Look out there, you, without your... look this away. What about you, sir, sitting here with stomach trouble? Raise up and be healed in the name of Jesus. Next man to you. Got inward troubles haven't you. Stand up and be healed in the name of Jesus or you are If you want to believe on the Lord, stand up and be healed in the name of Jesus. All the earth of you, do you believe? In? What about us? He's here. Stand in your feet.